So we are in the liturgical part of the year where we, have, we are reflecting on the parables of Jesus since we are in the liturgical year A and we're using the Gospel of Matthew. And at this time, we are using or reflecting on Matthew chapter 13, which is really stories of parable teaching us about the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of of God like Jesus using these images for us to truly deepen our understanding of faith. And the story or the parable that we heard this morning is the parable of the seed or also referred to as the parable of the sower. We were told that the sower sow seeds everywhere. Everywhere. It's like He's not a good farmer at all. You know, you don't just sow everywhere. You know exactly where you need to sow seeds. If not, what's the point of it? You're not going to get the best return from your investment. But it seems to be illogical. But if we go back and if we reflect on the last part of the gospel as to who the sower stands for, it makes sense. We were told that the sower is God and the seed is the gift of faith. So God, in His generosity, in His, magnanimit in his magnanimity, offers the gift of faith to everyone. <laughs> to everyone. He desires salvation for everyone. Regardless on the condition of the heart of the person. The soil or the ground stands for the different conditions of the heart of the human person when the seed of faith is sowed. We, we were told that the, first, that the first kind of ground is that of the path. And of course, people trampled over the seed, and it will not going to germinate. <laughs> I will explain a little bit about the different conditions of, of the heart as presented to us in the gospel today. But I want us first to concentrate on the image of the sower, God as the sower. This sowing at all places and all different conditions of the heart, again, underscores the desire of God for every person to flourish in Him. For every person to experience His love, His saving grace, His saving love. I was reading a commentary about this this morning before the 7.30 a.m. Mass as I was checking in people and one biblical scholar said that this image of God as a sower, sowing everywhere, is really an image of a prodigal God. You know, we have another parable in the gospel called the parable of the prodigal son. And the prodigal son was considered to be prodigal because he was wasteful. He was extravagant. He was wasteful. He spent everything, and God, sowing everywhere, seems to be wasting the seeds of faith. Why could He not just 
sow it in fertile grounds. Anyway, he's God. He knows the heart and the conditions of every human heart. But no, he wants to share the gift of faith, the gift of salvation to everyone. But in as much as God wants us to experience salvation, we have to do our part. We have to respond to the gift of faith. You know, the best definition of salvation is given to us in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and salvation is, is referred there as already but not yet. <laughs> when I was learning English, I was like, what does this mean? Already but not yet seems to be contradictory. <laughs> but it's a paradox. It seems doesn't make sense, it seems contradictory, but actually it makes sense. It's already because he already sowed the seed of faith. But we have to make use of it. We have to prepare the ground, the soil of our own hearts in order for that seed to grow and eventually, hopefully, bear fruit in the end. God, inasmuch as He wants us to be with Him, cannot force us to be with Him. We have to make that choice. We have to make that decision. Thanks be to God, He, he, he relates to us like an adult. <laughs> he does not impose Himself. But we know that if we don't flourish in Him, life will gonna be meaningless so what is that part that we need to do in order for us in order for us to flourish and that that seed of faith grows how do we prepare the soil or the ground of our hearts well by participating actively in the sacraments by having a good prayer life you know, we have two children today who are going to be receiving their first communion, Addison and Oliver. And this first communion, actually, is one of the external and concrete ways that God is sowing the seed of faith in them. The first time was in baptism. And the Hope is after baptism, of course, the parents have helped Addison and Oliver to cultivate, water that seed of faith, and it's now growing, and you are ready again to be infused by another gift of faith, which is your participation fully in the, in the, in the celebration of the Eucharist. And then after a few years, Another more external way that God is sowing the seed of faith in you in the sacrament of confirmation. The celebration of the sacrament are poignant situations that God says, I'm going to be sowing that seed of faith again in you. But not all of us are actually serious 
in repairing the grounds of our own heart. So Jesus gave us here different scenarios. The first one, he said, the seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom of God without understanding it, and the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. This reminds me of, you know, of, of Catholics who were just Catholics in name. We call it nominal Catholics. They got baptized because that's part of what our family, you know, does. That's expected already from the family. But because there is no reinforcement of faith formation, then that seed never really grow. And it never really taken or has not taken root in our lives. The values of the gospel do not inform my relationship and my choices in life. And the second scenario is when the seed sown on rocky ground is sown, is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy, but he has no root and lasts only for a time. You know, this is what we call the Mount Tabor Catholic experience. You know, where you have that, you know, that great experience like, oh, wow, this is great. Especially, I, I, I experience this sometimes when I'm, when I'm on retreat. It's like, wow, this is a great place. You know, I'm, my faith is getting reaffirmed. I'm starting to appreciate my faith. But when some tribulations or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. This reminds me, you know, in situations of the church, especially several years ago and continues until now, when Catholics said, well, there's too much scandals. Why would I be part of this? I'm going to bail out. But at the beginning, the person is gung-ho. But when persecutions comes, it's like, oh, why am I going gonna to stay? The, ex, the faith was based purely on externalities. It's not based or rooted in the personal encounter with God. I have been going to Mass for 50 years now, and now, Lord, you're giving me cancer? What's up with that? I have been so faithful to you for so many years, and now you're giving me this. Is this what I get? I don't want to have anything to do with my faith. Persecutions and tribulations, the externalities are what influence of my of my practice of faith. Then the seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxieties and the lure of riches choke the word and it bears no fruit. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word. Worldly anxiety and lure of riches. 
when the desire for material things, when the desire for power, when the desire for convenience are more important than faith. If my favorite baseball team is on the finals, it happens to be on a Sunday, I was like, well, it's a no-brainer. I'm going to stay home and watch it even though you could record it, but, you know, who would want to hear it secondhand from news? You want to be there when it happens. When, if you choose between work and faith, even the work is in conflict with faith, oh, it's okay. God will understand. I have to provide for my family. There are different scenarios. There are different scenarios where, where this play a big role. And then the last one is the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bear fruits and yields a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. This is the seed, this is the, the gift, this is the ground where the seed of faith has transformed the person and it has bore fruits in the person. How do we see that the seeds of faith has been bearing fruits? Well, in our life choices, in our priorities, in our own relationships, we can see all of that. You know, I've been reflecting about this in my own life. It's like, what kind of soil or ground do I have in my life? Well, it's not always fertile, to tell you the truth. It's a combination of these different grounds. There are times when I struggle with some of the things about faith. Thanks be to God, God is a prodigal father who continues to sow the seed and never gives up on us. He never gave up on Peter. He never gave up on the apostles. If they were with Jesus for three years and still in the end, towards the end, especially during his crucifixion, they abandoned him, and then after the resurrected, after his resurrection, he still sealed his friendship with him, continues to sow the seed of faith, that is the same thing that he does in each and every one of us. It seems to be wasteful in terms of investment, but God never really thinks of us as investments. He really thinks of us as his sons and daughters who would do everything to keep everyone in family. In family, in the family. But we have to ask ourselves, reflecting on this, what kind of soil does the Word of God find in my heart when God sows the seeds of faith? Let's be excited in as much as God is excited to sow the seed of faith. Hopefully, we're also equally excited to cultivate it. You know, after all, it's really our loss in the end (laughs) or our gain. God is God. (laughs) But we know that we will not going to wither and fade, that we just evaporate, but rather our ultimate flourishing 
it's only with God in heaven.